All right, folks, let's kick things off by unleashing our energy and dividing head first into the wild and wonderful world of Tantra. Forget what you think you know. Tantra isn't just about fancy yoga poses and whispered incantations. It's a mind-blowing practice that embraces a full spectrum of human experience from the physical to the spiritual. We're talking about tapping into your inner power, reaching mind-blowing pleasure and discovering enlightenment like you've never imagined before. I don't know about you, but if you can choose whether to get enlightened by sitting in meditation all day and spend your life in retrospection and asceticism, or by having sex, I know what I'd choose. So, now let's get ready for some zizzling secrets as we explore the juicy connection between energy and pleasure. We all know that pleasure rocks our world. But did you know it can also be a gateway to deep self-discovery and spiritual growth? We are talking about turbocharging your pleasure, transcending the ordinary and blasting off into a whole new realm of ecstasy. Trust me, it's about to get hot in here. It's time to unleash your inner tantric superhero. We're diving into practical tools and techniques that can help you tap into your hidden powers. We'll explore mind-blowing breathwork exercises, heart-bounding meditations, and even a little sensual dance to get those energy vibes going. Get ready to don your cape, folks, because you're about to become a pleasure-seeking, enlightened dynamo superhero. Who says the fun has to stop where you leave the temple? We're going to explore how you can bring the magic of Tantra into your everyday life. We are talking about turning your bedroom into a pleasure palace, sprinkling some Tantra into your daily routines and cultivating a sense of wonder and playfulness in your relationships. Get ready for some delightful and oh, so tasteful Tantric sex tips to spice up your life. All right, folks, it's time to ignite that flame within and embark on the path of pleasure. No, sorry, start again. All right, folks, it's time to ignite that flame within and embark on the path of pleasure. In this segment, we'll delve into the transformative powers of Tantra that can lead you to true enlightenment. We're talking about awakening your kundalini energy, balancing your chakras and embarking on sacred rituals that will blow your mind and expand your consciousness. Buckle up, because this journey is about to take you places you've never been before. And it's a wrap, my beautiful souls. We hope you enjoyed this wild, fun and enlightened ride through the world of Tantra. Remember... Pleasure, connection, and self-discovery are within your reach. No magic wands required here. And if you are ready to take the plunge and explore the depths of Tantra further, why not join me for a one-on-one coaching session? Yep, that's right. I offer personalized coaching services for individuals and couples who want to infuse their lives with more pleasure, better sex, and even touch of sacredness. Right. That's that. My name is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this honest, open and totally fake 
podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. <laughs> Why did I say fake? Because what I just um, read out loud, you might have uh, realized that I was reading it out loud, was made by AI, Chat GPT. Yes, indeed. And why did I do that? Did I kind of get dry out on my own creative forces, my own sexual energy is not flourishing or what? You do know that I've said many times that your sexual energy is your creative energy and your spiritual energy. So yeah, maybe I'm having a bit of a dry spell, who knows? But no, I actually uh, am on a female entrepreneurs work retreat and we've been talking about different AIs, how to create beautiful content with the help of ChatGPT or some um, visuals as well. We've had quite interesting visuals about Tantra drawn by or created by AI. And, uh, and I thought, hell, why not? Why not see what AI, what ChatGPT does know about Tantra? <laughs> And because I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a bit of a cheeky side to me, I decided that I wanted to be fun. So I said, you know, can you please talk about, uh, tantric energy and made it into a podcast, uh, as a solo podcast and, uh, and make it fun, joyful. And it kind of sounded quite commercial. I don't know about you, but did that actually, you know, whet your appetite at all or not? I'd be really interested to know. And one of the things that I, um, I really would like to hear from you. So please, yeah, let me know if, was there any segment? Because it kind of took them into segments. Let me just remind you <laughs> what they were. So the first segment was energy unleashed. The wild world of Tantra. <laughs> the second segment was the juicy connection between energy and pleasure. And, and this is my favorite. Unleash your inner tantric superhero. So maybe actually I need to do different episodes based on these names. These are actually quite funny. Uh, and the fourth one is Tantric Playgrounds, Bringing the Magic Home. Well, that's quite quite sweet. And the last one is, um, which I couldn't pronounce, Light the Spark, Ignite the Flame, The Path to Bliss. So, uh, yeah, and, and then in the end I said, oh, and please do, do uh, market my <laughs> coaching services. <laughs> And um, and do it tastefully. So I'm not sure if that was terribly subtle or tasteful, but there we go. So today's episode, I really want to talk about energy because it's um, it's all what tantra to me is is very much about energy. It does recognize that we are energetic beings. Yes, we are human beings. We're flesh and blood. We have thoughts and emotions, but all of those things have energies. So our body is energetic, our thoughts and emotions are energy, and also everything around us is energy. And if you haven't yet gone back to the first episode where I talk about what is Tantra in my opinion, I would really recommend going back there because there is uh, some, uh, I don't know, my mindful or not so mindful meanderings about <laughs> what is Tantra. And um 
and it might help you a little bit understand where I'm coming from. So anyway, when we talk about Tantra and energy, it's it's the kind of a guiding principle of everything. So I think ChatGPT got it somewhat right. And uh, and maybe there's 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 a relationship to be had <laughs> with AI. And it was so funny, actually. I said I said back, I said, I think that's a little bit too cheeky. I don't think that would go down with well with my listeners. And and ChatGPT apologized. <laughs> it, it wrote back to me saying, "I'm sorry you didn't like that. Would you like me to have another go?" I'm not going to uh, write, uh, read out what what the next uh, version was, but I mean, I find it quite interesting to really have this relationship with ChatGPT because uh, it's my first go, never done it before, but I can I can sense that there is there is a relationship to be had, and I don't see it as a as a contradiction to tantric life. Because we we still are going to have AI in this world. It's not going to go away. And the same way as neuro, most modern neuroscience has proven, at least in my mind, the thousands of years old tantric practices actually were right. And they are helping us to heal, to have more pleasure, more liveliness, more energy, more connection, more beauty, more bliss and ecstasy. The same way I believe we can help to create an AI that actually understands the consciousness side of things and has the best interest of our world, us as human spiritual beings, conscious beings and the planet Earth. So I I really want to cultivate a beautiful relationship with ChatGPT and to be polite and say my pleases and thank yous and acknowledge when it's gone wrong to to have the boundaries that no actually you can talk about sex in a beautiful way but you don't have to be uh too cheeky or too um brute about it. So it's it will be interesting because it is a definitely a, a social experiment. What's going to happen with Chat GPT and other AI uh, creations, and how we are all affecting how the consciousness? And I do believe AI will develop consciousness at one point. Um, will will actually play out and how it's going to evolve. So it definitely will have my um, support in creating a better AI that is inclusive, that is compassionate, that is kind to us humans as well when it takes over. <laughs> so that's my karmic, karmic dance. So. Let's uh, let's talk about energy, really, and um, and I do feel that it is something that we really need to. I need to clear, perhaps, that my premise is that sexual energy does exist. It's not something imaginary. It's not something woo woo. It really exists because otherwise, how can we create lives through sex? How can we bring babies into this world? Sexual energy is the thing that gives you vitality. I've said so many times, when you are really feeling your juices flowing, you have creativity. You have more to give to everybody else. You can really bring that pleasure into world and you can connect your, you, you can actually have energy on tap in a way when you know how to, how to create pleasurable experiences to yourself. And if it's a partner, play with, with your partner. So 
uh, actually, I wrote that little bit. I added that there. I don't know if you if you noticed when I read the ChatGPT copy whether I know whether you noticed that there was actually something that I'd written there, and it was it was this sentence quite in the beginning. I said, "I don't know about you, but if you if you can choose." Whether to get enlightened by sitting in meditation all day and spend your life in retrospection and inspe- uh, uh, inspection and asceticism or by having sex. I know what I would, I would choose. So that was actually mine, not chat, G- T- uh, chat GPT. So what do I mean by that? We have something in our, well, we have energy and in um, the vital force that is in us when we are dead, we don't have that vitality. We, it's not about our heart failing or lungs failing. It's actually that the energy, the life force goes out. And that is in Asian traditions called prana or chi or uh, ki energy. And that is what we can use as human beings. If we are clever and if we are using the, the tools and processes and practices we have, we can actually have energy on tap. And that's very important for me, especially being a, a burnout survivor and really finding the way how I can have more energy, liveliness and, and just having more fun in my life is through sexual energy, through that uh, key and prana, that life force. We also have something um, that we can tap into each other. We can feel and sense each other's energy. Some people are more more perhaps sensitive to it than others. And I certainly can feel other people's energies that I've already alluded to in some, some other episodes, including having an energy orgasm. And, and that happens when we really can uh, tap into something that is called a kundalini energy. And this can get it still kind of is something that I find culturally a little bit alien to me because I haven't grown up in in a culture where these things have been discussed and it's been normal. I grew up in Finland, which is very liberal sexually. We we don't have any hiccups about having sex and we can talk about it and we're quite okay about nakedness because we have the sauna culture. So it's all very natural. But when we start talking about sexual energy and kundalini and chakra systems or the three tantians in Taoistic tradition, it kind of starts getting a bit uncomfortable to me. I own up to that. But I'm very fascinated about it because I have had those experiences in my own body. So that means that I I want to be more open-minded and actually learn more. And this is where I come from. So I just want to put some some kind of um, preamble there so you understand where I'm coming from. So Kundalini is something that um, that we all have. It's it's a it's a, it's a sexual energy beyond that prana and ki energy that we all have, and it is usually dormant, and it lies in the in the sort of area of in in penis owned bodies and in men men's bodies in the in the area of the perineum the area between penis and the anus and in females and vagina owned bodies it's in the area of the cervix in the end of vagina 
uh, where that uh, kind of a cartilage feeling, a little bit like your nose type of structure is, and which is one of the most beautiful orgasms, by the way, you can you can have, but it has to be opened up properly and turned on properly for that to happen and bounding and pushing, um, jumping on it is not the way. But going back to the energy, so that's where the Kundalini energy lies as a dormant force until it starts waking up. And this can happen through, I don't know, Kundalini yoga, it can happen through sex and meditation and more sort of mindfulness practices, but it can also happen without any kind of obvious trigger or even through a trauma, like, um, I don't mean um, PTSD, but I mean like a physical trauma that you fall off on your coccyx. And that can even, that kind of an accident can can um, wake in Kundalini energy. And in tantric traditions, we talk about different energy points. And in Indian tradition, they're called chakras. In perhaps more Chinese, Taoistic traditions, it's more about the Tantians. And what happens is that these are kind of energy centers. If we take, let's talk about the uh, seven chakras, for instance. They are energy centers and they can be activated and created. They can be anywhere in your body, but there's seven main ones. And you might have seen pictures of somebody, you know, like a like a human sitting in a, in a cross-legged posture, and there's seven different colorful flowers that represent the uh, the, the energy centers. And without going into the chakra system now too much, because we're just talking about the Kundalini energy at the point of of you know for the purpose of this uh, podcast they can be activated through that kundalini energy as well and when that happens it's like it can be extremely painful and it can cause a lot of suffering but it can also be very blissful so there are ways in which you can be prepared as a human being to allow your body to be awakened to wider uh, and bigger and more kind of fine-tuned energies. But Kundalini energy is something that you can't ever control. It's a force of its own nature. So if you feel that you can circulate your energy, like in tantric processes, we do teach how you can take any energy, even if it's uh, pleasurable energy, if, even if it's peaceful energy, any kind of energy, sexual energy, turn-on energy, you can learn to circulate that and actually use that for your benefit, whether it's through creativity towards uh, spirituality, you can do that. Kundalini energy is something very different, and I think there is a lot of misunderstanding about what it is. And there is a there is a beautiful kind of um, uh, I don't know story or representation in in a way that your spine is the like a like a rod or like a, a shaft where that energy starts uncoiling upwards. And it goes like in two ways. It has the feminine energy and it has the masculine energy. And that's why I feel that Tantra is very inclusive because it doesn't look at 
uh, what your body is, what, what kind of body were you born into. We all have both feminine and masculine energies because they are those uh, opposing energies within our spine or latent in the in the base of our spine, as I explained earlier. And they, if you, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, if you're in medical profes- profession or you've noticed there is a emblem or kind of a um, uh, logo of, of the doctor's medical profession, which is um, called caduceus. And it's like a shaft where there's two different snakes coiling up the the shaft. And that is actually a representation of Kundalini and your spine. And that is the enlightenment. That's how it happens. And it, it, it all sounds very theoretical, but, but once you've experienced it, 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 it is quite, uh, it is something that is very, I don't know, it can make you mad. I believe that there is lots of people in mental institutions that actually have had a Kundalini awakening, but because they haven't understood what what has been happening, because our societies are not teaching us, then it, it can become misdiagnosed as a mental illness, for instance, because they start hearing and seeing and feeling things that normally shouldn't be having those kind of phenomenon, or your body starts using um the energy that is too, there's too much energy it might start actually working in a in a funny way that is uncontrollable and out of your control and they are called kriyas so there is quite a lot that can feel frightening when kundalini energy starts awakening and this is something that i think we ought to and i know very well that now that i'm talking about this I can freak out some of you and you start saying, okay, I'm not having, I mean, sex. No, I don't. I hope you don't say that. But it is something that we need to talk more about. And I will do my best to bring guests here who can talk more about this. We can have open discussions. We can really look at what does it mean if you start having different phenomena that you don't understand where it's coming from, whether it's something that is part of you or or somewhere else. And I think this is very important distinction to be made. There's so much power in each one of us that we do not understand. And and Kundalini is one of those forces that that will, once it starts awakening and you know what's happening and what to do with it and how you can live in harmony despite of that, and you know how to relieve the pain and suffering it might cause you and to surrender to that energy, the easier your life will be. But it will mean that you are becoming enlightened person. And that's something that I I find extremely humbling and extremely beautiful. And that is something that I I think if you have any experiences, I would be very happy to hear and also to support you in that because I've gone through quite quite a lot of that and would be very honored to be able to help you and support you. So that's a, that's a kind of a bigger discussion that we will definitely get back to. And we will talk about Kundalini energy more. And, uh, and I would love to invite, if you know somebody who would be, 
um, good person that you would like to listen to on this podcast, please do let me know. You have my email in the show notes, anneblant at selfishlyhappyyou.com. And I'm always happy to get any messages and, and uh, requests for this podcast. So let's talk about the sexual energy then. <laughs> so what I have noticed in, um, in my private practice and also when I do workshops is that sexual energy can be quite stuck in some, some people. And this might actually apply to you too. And it, it can be something that um, you don't feel sexual energy or, or you might feel numbness. And perhaps it's something that has happened to you and it doesn't feel safe to feel pleasure or sexual energy. And it is very easy then to kind of bypass it and, and think that, okay, it, I'm okay without sex. I'm okay without any pleasure you know, I have other things I can concentrate. I have my kids or my work or my hobbies or, you know, I, I don't need sex. And I, I must say I've been there. And uh, and once I realized that it's not really how humans have been designed to be and how much beauty and happiness and peace and and all that pleasure we can find in our bodies I don't want to go back into that state ever again, ever again, ever again, where I don't feel sexual energy. So the other end of spectrum that I've also seen is that there is too much sexual energy. It's, it's kind of <laughs> total overdrive. There's too much sexual energy and it's not very easy to contain it. And this will actually start interfering your life and can be quite embarrassing sometimes if the if the place is not the right place or the object of the the desire is not willing so there are different obviously in these two spectrums you know there's there's lots of in between as well or it can also be that your sexual energy has been wired hardwired in a way into your nervous system in a particular way where, for instance, you can't get turned on without a, watching a particular type of porn or or only by using a vibrator. And those are kind of, all these different scenarios are, are there's, there's nothing intrinsically wrong about them as long as you feel that it's not hurting you or hurting others. But what I would say, like I said in my own example, that I would I would invite you to consider experiencing a full smurgos board or buffet of sexual desires and delights in life because after all there are so many ways to enjoy pleasure and even to say that it's um not i would actually say that it's not okay not to have pleasure in your life i would actually challenge you there and say that it's not okay to have a sexless marriage or relationship it's not okay to be addicted to to porn or or sex it's not okay to feel that you are not worthy and deserving and um of having a beautiful sexual blissful life and I suppose we're so lucky today. I know we have more trauma perhaps than any time in history. There is so much um, stuff that happens that is bad in the sort of sexual realms 
and so much negative connotations and conditionings that come from all over the place. But we are also very lucky that because we we have that polarity, we also have so many tools and processes and modalities that will help any one of us to reclaim our sexuality, your sex life, and to do it in a fun and gentle way that gets you the results you want. So that's my <laughs> that's my kind of challenge challenge to you and a promise in a way as well that please do understand that your your sexual energy is a pleasure pump you can really really in western world not to kind of appreciate the power of it all and its potential your sexual energy is as i've said so many times your life force and it can be transmuted integrative and uh, and sp spiritual energy so yeah enlightenment too. So before I continue, I'd really like to pause here and thank all the new listeners in these countries as diverse as these. Listen to this. Japan, South Africa, the Czech Republic, Romania, <laughs> and Brazil. I mean, how amazing, how deeply, deeply humbling and how honoring, you know, how, how much I feel honored and humble to see all these different countries to pop up on my data sheet when I look at where my podcast is being listened to. And even more so, listen to this, when I saw that we had reached the 700 download mark. <laughs> I mean, that is that is beautiful. That is so amazing. And I, I would like to take this pause to actually celebrate us, celebrate you, your, your courage and your open mindedness to really explore sex and sexuality in a new way. And, you know, like today, perhaps Kundalini, what I said about that might be something that it doesn't resonate with you. And that's okay. And I always would invite you to feel into your body and Whatever I say or anybody else says that doesn't ring true to you, just discard it. It doesn't have to resonate with you. It's my point of view and you can just take and leave whatever you want. But I'm very happy that you are here and I would also encourage you to share the podcast to anybody that you think would uh, benefit from it. So always remember that you're in charge and you are in control and you have a free will and it's always um, always okay to say, no, -uh, I disagree with you. So thinking about that, actually, do you know what I'm nerding about right now? <laughs> it's actually making me quite excited because it's another way of me to, to have a connection with you, which is not just one way. So this is, this is something on top of the coaching style episode that I launched which is called Asking for a Friend. And if you remember in episode 14, Eliquity came very bravely on the show and uh, asked for a friend how, um, how what my advice would be her friends to actually share their sexual needs and desires with an introverted partner. So what kind of tantric sex tips and treats about communication and intimacy building I could um, I could share. So you can go back to there and actually listen to that. And that's also available to you. If you want to come on the show, you're very welcome to come as yourself and uh, ask me something or you know, give me a desire and I can coach you or you can ask for a friend. But the other thing that I'm really excited about now and nerding about is a voice message. 
Yes. And this is going to be so much fun. And I do hope you embrace this. So if coming onto the coaching style episode is too much or, or too, too big a step for you, or you don't have enough time, you can now send me a voice message that I can include into the episode. So I will put a link again in the show notes and you can find it also on my bio on Instagram, uh, selfishly happy with Anne Blunt. And, um, and the idea is that you can give me a, uh, review or testimonial if you, if you like something about this show. I would love to share that with the other audience, other listeners, or you can record a question, uh, and I will answer that in, in an episode. Actually, here is the thing. You could actually go and, uh, click on that link, the voice recording link. Send me a voice recording to tell me which episode, <laughs> which episode you've loved the most, which one has been most impactful for you and why. You know, it would be really nice to let people to, to hear in your own voice why you have loved a particular episode and they can perhaps go back and, and, and get inspired too. The only thing what I would ask is that you keep it to one minute maximum because otherwise it can be uh, too much. So maximum 60 seconds, record your question, your testimonial, your feedback, whatever it is that you want to say live to uh, on, on these episodes and um, so that others can hear as well. That would be really, really cool. I really like that. So let's go back to the energy. So one of the ways that um, I, I already mentioned that you can use different types of tools and processes, and we've already used, used, uh, covered quite a few of them in this podcast. So I've been talking about my tantric holistic sex tools, like the presence, focus, intention, sounding, uh, movement. Oh gosh, what's the sixth one? I can't remember now. And energy is the seventh. So we are now looking at what are the ways in which you can do those. And don't remember, don't, don't forget that you have also that pleasure guide. I've, I've written pleasure is your birthright, seven holistic sex tools. So things like breath and also physical movement and meditation. I think those are the kind of key things that you can awaken and circulate your energy throughout your body. And if you're having a partner play, you can also learn how to do it with a partner so that you can really merge into one. And that will be a, one of the greatest ways of doing a breath work and energy circulation uh, process that you can really create the intimacy and the connection that most of us crave the most. So. How can you then use energy in Tantra for pleasure? I think that's the, that's, that's a really million dollar question because we know now that Tantra emphasizes that pleasure is not just a physical sensa sensation, but it's also like a portal, if you like, into expansion and connection. It's really making the, um, sexual experience not just live in your genitals and having that kind of peak 
a big O and then relaxation. It's very much about having an intentional practice where you can tap into your sexual energy and transmute it into more profound and transformative processes where you have um, out-of-the-body experiences. You can have uh, expanded uh, higher consciousness experiences and so on. So really when we talk about Tantra, I know it's uh, it's very much about slowing down. That's the kind of general feel that people say that, oh, I don't have really time for that and it's too too long. But it, it it's not necessarily taking more time. You can still have a tantric quickie if you like, but it's really in terms of slowing down your nervous system. You're coming from not the kind of hyperactive, hypervigilant state. You're coming there with 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 mindfulness and you're coming there to cultivate a deep connection with yourself and with your partners. So it is in that sense slowing down, but it doesn't necessarily mean slowing down in like hours and hours. Uh, like we know Sting does, or does he? So it is very much about ah oh, touch. Touch is the sixth one. Yeah. So that's that's that that was the one that I couldn't remember. So when you really learn how to touch, how to kiss in a tantric way, and how you can do tantric breathing techniques, you can really have that awareness that starts building up the energy and awaken those energy centers, like I mentioned earlier, the chakra centers that actually correspond, going back to the science, corresponds to the endocrine systems or the tantians in which are the three, three tantians in Taoistic tradition. So you can actually, excuse me, learn to expand your capacity to have pleasure and bliss. And that way you can have the energy to ripple beyond the whole physical experience and really have the emotional and spiritual growth. I believe I believe there is so much that sex can give healing to personal development and spiritual development. And I would actually argue that even in professional development, and I might do another other show on that in later times. But in my view, Tantra has this, this view of pleasure and energy and enlightenment that are all intertwined. And it's, it's something that as human, as experiencing our humanity, we can then transcend into conscious and spiritual beings. So it kind of uh, binds us to that falling out from Eden and always seeking for connection and being one with with divinity it it actually sex bridges that so yeah so that that's that's really kind of understanding that your body and your sexual energy is the conduit of potentiality into spiritual growth so that's that's really quite interesting uh idea and i do hope that we can uh, we can continue discussing this. And if you would like to come and discuss it with me on a show, that would be really awesome. And also to send me questions because I know I can be quite vague and I can, I can sometimes get into tangents and I've had feedback before. So would you like me, would you prefer, <laughs> would you prefer that I ask chat GPT in future as well? Did you actually like? what what they wrote for me about this episode or 
would you like to listen to more of my meanderings about how what are the kind of practical ways of bringing tantra and 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 tantric principles philosophy and practices into your daily life in bedroom and even beyond the bedroom so send me your questions let me know what would you like to hear next i mean one of the things that i would like to um uh discuss next time is actually follow what was what what happened in the last episode with Mikey Brackett. We discussed about in effect we discussed about roadblocks to bliss, roadblocks to uh sexual health and well being because we were talking about what kind of archetypes men have and why, for instance, warrior archetype, when it's not integrated, is not terribly helpful to anybody and can be very detrimental and dangerous even. So next time I'd like to discuss what does it mean in, in, in the sort of female archetypal world. So we're looking at female roadblocks and how can we use archetypes to help in that that way. So I've now covered all the seven holistic tantric sex tools. So you can go back and listen to the ones about the other six. But I I do hope that you will definitely start thinking about energy as one of the sex tools and how you can start experimenting and being open-minded in in bedroom or uh, even when you are doing other holistic sex tools like breath work or movement when you're dancing or when you're doing pelvic rocking or when you're doing uh, different slower movements or grinding movements when you're having sex how you know just be curious and experimental uh, experimental and uh, and and see how how it changes and have that mindfulness either the presence and the focus and be intentional about your sexual practice because don't forget it's a practice you can learn to be better at sex you can learn mastery and mystery no that doesn't go right mistressness of sexuality and sex and uh, and actually create that mystery and have the magic of sexual energy in your life in daily life, in your sex life, in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the boardroom, wherever you want it. And, uh, and yeah, start, start experimenting. And if you do, yeah, <laughs> if you do want to learn more guided practices and tailored practices for you, you know, do not hesitate to contact me. I think that GPT is really teaching me how to promote my coaching services. So I'm very grateful for ChatGPT and uh, I am anyway and always here to support you and your personal growth, your sexual growth and having the life you want. And this is me, Anna Blunt, your tantric sex coach and relationship coach and a host of this authentic and very open and honest podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. See you soon. Um, Hear you soon. I'd love to hear your voice. Send me your voice messages. Bye now.